Hey, Rob Bradford here. You guys know I'm always up for a good MVP story, and one of the best stories is Wasabi Technology. Wasabi is the world's hottest cloud storage company, and it's become the go-to provider for professional and collegiate sports teams, including 20 major league baseball teams like the Red Sox and NHL teams like the Bruins and Vancouver Canucks. Even the Liverpool Football Club is getting in on the Wasabi action. So why is Wasabi the MVP? Well, Wasabi was purpose-built to free businesses from skyrocketing storage costs and unpredictable transaction fees that the Amazons of the world are charging. In fact, Wasabi is up to 80% less than those hyperscalers and doesn't charge a cent for businesses to access their data. From Wasabi's AI-enabled intelligent media storage, Wasabi Air, to the industry's only cloud storage service with triple protection against cyber criminals, data deletion, and ransomware, Wasabi's taking the lead in driving innovation in data storage and helping sports teams to unleash the power of their data. Wasabi, another Boston-based champion championship team. The Eno Saris Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. Eno, tell our buddies at Fieldwork we are going to do a show from there. We just got to figure it out, but we will do a show very soon, early in the season, we are all going to go to San Leandro, and uh, we're going to have a great a- location. It's it a is- great location. We got to take advantage of that. It is incredible. They've got parking. It is perfect in San Leandro. I think uh, the, good food. They, yeah, they turned an old tire place into a brewery. It is awesome. Yeah, so we'll just have to figure out the right time. It's uh, I'm going to be in New York. I just debut. I'm going to debut a sandwich over there. I've got a a, a, a sandwich called the Knuckleball. Of course you do. Of course, you do. <laughs> of course. You got IPAs. <laughs> now you got a sandwich. Where is where is your sandwich in New York? It's going to be at Other Half Brewing. So that's going to be a fun day. So you're going to New York to unveil a sandwich named after you. Yeah, that we collaborated to create. Yes, the knuckleball. It's got like a, a, a like a pork knuckle breaded cutlet in the middle. It's so good. It's gonna be so good. I want to be you when I grow up. <laughs> it's, it's gonna be fun. And then and then after that, I take a week off, opening week. But uh, we're gonna have the family. My my kids' uh, spring break is always opening week, so it's always just really awkward. Well, you know what? It's opening week, but it's like I've been saying, like now that, you know, everybody's been talking about all oh, the WBC and all this controversy. I mean, once the NCAA tournament kicks off, everybody takes a back seat. NBA takes a back seat. Spring training takes a back. Everybody to golf. Everything takes a back seat. Masters is coming up. But right now, everybody watches March Madness and even our beloved baseball opening day. Everybody's watching March Madness because for years, opening day was the same date. It was always like on a Monday was the day of the championship game. Yeah. <laughs> I, can tell, I, I can't tell you how many times I've watched the national championship game, Final Four, you know, Saturday. From the clubhouse or something. <laughs> I, I'd be in the press box sitting there watching, and everybody's like, this, no one's watching the baseball. They're watching the game. I mean, it's like uh, everybody – Take the week off. You're fine. We need you June, July, August, September. Yeah. We, do, we don't need you. Eno, we don't need you in March. <laughs> It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But, uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. And 
I, I don't know, man. I, I've been really enjoying the WBC. I don't know about you. I, I, I think that uh, they, they're really passionate. You know, everybody's kind of showing uh, real, like, sort of team. They care. I think the players care. It's, you know, from, from Mike Trout saying this is, you know, some of the most fun I've ever had playing baseball and y'all should come out here and play with us to uh, just the way that they celebrated like a, a double play in the second, in the second inning between the, between the, uh, between Puerto Rico and the Dominican Republic. So like, I, uh, I, I love the idea that an electrician struck out Shohei Otani. A literal electrician, you know. So I love seeing uh, just uh, really sweaty, nervous eighteen-year-olds facing Manny Machado. <laughs> like it's uh, it's fun. It's I think it's a really it's been really fun. I've really enjoyed it. All that is fun and cute, but the reality we've been doing the three R's: the risk, the reward, and the reality. And the reality is this: when you have half of the televisions in Japan watching and you've got everybody in Asia watching and you got sold out ballparks everywhere, they're making money. So however, one million attendees up 98% from the last WBC. They're made there. So the risk, we all understand risk and I, you know, where everybody's upset about Diaz and, and when people say, well, you know, then you shouldn't have spring training or I go, wait a minute. People, people accept risk in business when someone gets hurt working for you. When they work mm-hmm. for somebody else, they don't like it. But owners are going to take risk and allow that risk when they're making all that money. There's a lot of money. So to that be money made. gets funneled through MLB to the to the to the clubs. It's going somewhere. Right. I don't know exactly how that works. Well, who who <laughs> who owns MLB? Right. The owners yeah. do. The commissioner's yeah. office works for the owners. There's some way so they're not doing all of this because they want Colombians the because they want yeah. Colombians and Canadians <laughs> to do it for. That's not why they're doing this. Let's be honest. But yeah, yeah. I agree. I think it's fun. Uh, the growth of the game thing, I get it, but we're growing it already. Where baseball is king, I'd be interested. To, you know, if you gave me numbers in Europe are great, or numbers in Italy, you know, different parts of Europe, the UK, if Canada was blowing up, I'd like to see those numbers. You know, to some extent, yes, I agree with you. But sometimes it's um, it's not necessarily about a large swath. It's it's just like if you're a kid in in Europe and you just saw that, like you're just more likely to consider baseball as an opportunity or an outcome. You know what I mean? Like it's it, any number of kids could see it and then be like the next Shohei Otani, but they came out of Italy. You know what I mean? Like there's, it's just more likely the more you see it as a yeah, possibility, yeah. the more likely it is. And so those kids, you know, wherever those kids train in Czech, in the Czech Republic, I guarantee you when they get back and they're training again, there's 10 more kids at the fence or there's, five more kids you know trying to sign up or there's you know what i mean like yeah and so that's that's how you grow a game in a in a smaller community is you know everybody i talk to people i i talk to uh dovidas Nevarauskas. he's the a reliever for the pirates and he's from uh, lithuania and i was like why are you in this he's like oh well you know my uncle you know they went to school in America and came back and started playing baseball here. You know what I mean? Like, it's always like, Oh, well, I know this one guy and he plays baseball and we play baseball together. So, you know, this just becomes a way to sort of sow the seeds and like, you're much more likely that the next time around the Czech Republic has 
you know, they're not all electricians and plumbers, you know, <laughs> um, and, uh, and they get a little better and they get a little better. So uh, I, I think it's also cool. Um, you know, there's been some derogatory comments about like, oh, you're just like going, you're just like your grandmother, you know, is from that country and you don't really care about it. But I think it's kind of cool that there are some people who live in America who are choosing to play for where their heritage is from. And you're going to get more and more of that as those teams improve. If Israel improves, you're going to get more Jewish Americans who play on that team. You know what I mean? They're going to be more yeah. likely to say, like Jock Peterson, say, no, I want to do this, you know? And so, uh, and it seems like everyone's reporting, all the players are reporting back that it's a lot of fun. So that just means that the players next time, it's going to be even better in terms of who who participates. And that I know will, it's a little bit awkward where it is. Maybe they need to move where it is, you know. That will the be the injury factor, where it, all that will be interesting in the next bit. Like, does it really grow more star play? And I don't think position players, I think pitchers. It's we mostly will see. pitchers, But yeah. as the cold-hearted capitalist that I am, all your cute little stories are cute. They're, <laughs> they're making money. That's right. they're ma- your electrician and plumber striking people out is cute, but I'm allowing it to happen because I'm making money. And, um, and this is, we haven't even gotten to the, you know, the, the parts where it's like America versus Dominican Republic. Like that game is going to be insane. You know, when it gets to like the Japan against Dominican Republic, whatever it is, like the, when the, when the final, like big, the big, uh, I guess Dominican Republic's out, but like yeah, Puerto Rico the DR's against, done. Puerto Rico. Yeah. But Puerto Rico against America, Venezuela against America, Japan against America. Like, you know, whenever those games happen, those are going to be insane. Yeah. You mentioned it. 63 million people watched uh, Japan versus Korea in Japan. That's, that's pretty amazing. That's, that did better than the Olympics. I can, I, I can monetize that. Yeah, right. Right. <laughs> now, now, let me tell you, we played it earlier. It sounded crazy in 2019, but it's why he's the best and he's brilliant. When I asked Scott Boris about Matt Chapman's contract, he gave us like a five-minute answer, and he started talking about baseball in the Pacific Rim and how there's going to be a baseball MLB league in Japan and in Asia. And we were sitting there the whole time going – can you just answer the question about Matt? <laughs> what the hell are you talking? Well, we just replayed it, and it shows how brilliant Boris is. He was telling us in 19, at some point, whether it's in our lifetime or not, in some point, baseball is so big in Asia, MLB will expand over there. Boris is brilliant. Mm, He's brilliant. I could see that. I could see oh, that. Yeah. I half, mean, the, half the televisions are watching? Are you? Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. And and Japanese baseball uh, is so big that they've got their own minor leagues. So it's you know it's not, it's uh, it's pretty big in Japan, and then you know it's growing in Taiwan and China. So yeah, I could see something like that. And baseball always really wants to own all the parts. You know, uh, that's that's a big part of you know the MLB, like what they're trying to do with all their different all their different engagements with with what they're trying to do with the minor leagues, what they're trying to do in the international draft. They just really want to kind of own all the parts of baseball. Well, uh, speaking of that, we have been cleared because, you know, we cannot we cannot obviously bet as employees of baseball. We can't bet on games. We can't bet on anything. We're not even allowed to play fantasy until I found out we can now play fantasy. I'm putting this all on Cody. We can play fantasy as long as it's not for money. I am going against you. I'm going against Cody and your stuff plus. Steven, <laughs> Steven Kwan's going to be my first pick. 
I don't want one pitcher. I don't want one pitcher on your stuff plus. I don't want one pitcher that throws 92 or more. I'm going with contact, and I'm going to throw strikes, and I'm going to win this damn league. All right, good luck with that. <laughs> I'm going to steal bases. That's the other thing I'm going to do. I want speed. I want some well, those are those are up uh you know those are up about 30 percent so we're gonna make we might get a third more stolen bases this year than last year like what's the biggest I mean I, I'm not expecting you to know this offhand but like it'd be interesting to know what the biggest increase from year to year ever in that I mean we played this game for over 150 this years will probably this will be it because because stolen bases don't increase hugely from year to year home runs when the ball changes we've seen crazy swings 1987 we saw just this crazy swing in home runs from 1986 to steroids <laughs> well that's that's what we i think we thought for a long time but now with the new ball with 2019 when we saw a big increase in 2019 in home runs you know there's a lot of people who think that the, the, there was a ball change that year yeah. and there was some change in the manufacturing process back then so uh, with the ball changes, we'll see home run change. But stolen base is not something you don't see a, a change year to year unless they change what a balk is or change you know what you're allowed to do. And that's what they did all that in one year. They changed what a balk is, change your, how many times you're allowed to throw over, change how big the bases were. It's all in one year. So it's, this is going to be the biggest year-over-year increase in stolen bases in the history of baseball. Well, speaking of the ball, of course, now that you have your knuckle sandwich, you still have your sticky stuff IPA that is out there. Um, it now seems like we're really, 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 really trying to come up with a ball that's <laughs> sticky. Is this like a real, like, like it, it where, where's my baseball? I think I took that in some, I mean, this sticky ball, they're going to have the minor leagues. Like you can gonna be able to get it off your hand. I mean, how sticky is this thing that they're trying to work out? And so you don't have to use the, oh, I came up with an idea, you know, they should have an app that the umpires can just, you know, kind of like CSI. Scan, yeah. Like, go to Musgrove's ear, go to your hands, your glove, because, I mean, the fact that we're going to do more of it. Is this sticky ball thing, like, real? Yeah, I mean, in the story that Jason Stark had today about, you know, can we actually do anything about sticky stuff? Because there is a new memo out where they're telling people, oh, we're going to be more stringent in our checks and we're going to we're going to be more erratic. Like we're going to do it at different times and we're going to mix it up and we're just going to try and, and, and stop this. Um, one of the, the pitchers in it said that, you know, like a couple of times uh, uh, an umpire like went down his pants and he's like, are we really, are we really going to have hands in pants uh, in front of everybody? <laughs> like, you know, like how, how like crazy is this going to get? Um, and I've joked about the MMA check where they like put their hands behind your neck and they like really, and we saw some of that with Spencer, with uh, James Karinchak when he was, uh, when the umpire is just like massaging his hair, like it's it's going to get a little bit up close and personal this year. But this is another in a string of memos. They've been doing these memos forever. This isn't really something new. In fact, before they even like did the the, the really more stringent checks the first time, there was a string of memos. Where, oh, now you're going to no, no. This year we're really this year we're really checking it out. So I don't know. I don't know how how seriously to take this. It's it's another in a string of memos. But the sticky ball is something that's popular in Japan. And, you know, I've, I've heard players take it back from Japan and show it to other major league players after they did ex exhibition games in Japan. And mostly the players like those. The one thing that I think about though, is if there is an advantage to be had from stickiness, then there are definitely still going to be people that even with the sticky ball are going to put sticky stuff on the sticky ball. <laughs> what? You can't put sticky on sticky. 
Ah, you if you can get more spin out of it, you will. <laughs> I mean, at some point you're gonna be you're gonna you're gonna be throwing this curveball, this slider is supposed to go straight in the dirt, right? Or just not leave your hand. I want to see like somebody. I, I can't get I it off see my somebody hand. Do a full follow through, and the ball doesn't go. It's gonna be like super glue. Like I can't get it off my hand. <laughs> and what you'll find is like a guy throws it, and you're like, I don't have anything sticky on my hand, and I'm oh, like, yeah, sure. we can't get the ball. It's ripping your skin off. I it's it's so ridiculous at this point, but. I mean, whatever. Yeah, I mean, you can you can sometimes when it's at the at the worst, you can actually hear the ball come off the fingers when when they're using spider tack and stuff. I want to know. Bit. I want them to check Brandon Crawford's hair. Brandon Crawford, no matter what climate he's in, his hair's always wet. It's like, how's this guy's hair on? What's he got? Got? I could just if I'm a pitcher. Hey, you could just go up to Brandon Crawford and grab the back yeah. of his hair. Crawford, or when they're throwing the ball around. Right? Crawford's got something. He's had something in that hair for 15 years. No one's hair is wet 24-7. Yeah, I don't, I, 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 I don't think, like, if you were talking about fantasy, like, I can't imagine, I can't put this one on my fantasy radar in any way that I'm like, oh, I'm going to avoid these pitchers or whatever. For the most part, a lot of them have dealt with it, you know, like, there are some players now that are down that used to have more spin and they've all figured out how to sort of come out the other side. Well, you said spin was kind of creeping up. People are talking about they're putting stuff in their mouths. I mean, it's like, like I just, I don't know. It's so weird to talk about. One that substances. I heard was like a glue stick. So let's say I have a glue stick, right? Like a kid's and, glue stick, like my kids at yeah. art class. But just like a shaved off piece of it, not the whole thing, right? Just like a little chunk of glue stick, right? And I'm using that to get sticky. And then if if I see if I see the guy like I like if I see it, like I'm coming off the field, like I just eat it. Like I got gum in my mouth. I just throw it in with the gum. Yeah, it's not going to Or the you. last pitch, the last everyone's going to their mouth all the time, right? Yeah. Last pitch, you just throw it in your mouth. You and, it, and it's and it sent like spider tack sounded like okay I I mean obviously it was used for people who are laying stones right and you have to be perfect whether you're tile or stones if you're doing someone's shower or kitchen or whatever you got to be perfect and that's where I can see it but some of the stuff sounds like it's not as sticky as you would think like sticky, sticky is not it's, spin is not all the way back it's not all the way back. Spin is about like 80% of the way back to where it used to be. I think personally, if I was baseball, I would actually let this one go. Well, yeah. If you... I saw if I saw it go back to where the very peak of it was, then I think I might get back in there. But right now it's at 80%. We sort of went back three years, two years, you know, like we went back to when people all saw people online talking about spider attack and they all started doing it. We went back before that. In some ways, that's what we're doing with stolen bases. You know that with, with the stolen base increase, we might go back to like, you know, like uh, 2016, 2015. Like we're not going back to the 70s. It's it's going to take a lot to get back to there. But, uh, you know, in some cases, we just wanted to roll it back five, 10 years so that, you know, we're not just a bunch of beer league softball guys, you know, taking big hacks. Well, you know, we've been doing our training camp previews and, you know, going through, I got my baseball magazines and I'm going through all the stuff and I'm getting excited for every, I get excited for every team, right? We, 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 we were supposed to do the Marlins today. We're pushing that back, but it's just like, who are some of the teams? Like I got people who text me going, Townie, the A's are going to be a lot better than you think, or so-and-so is going to be like, who are the teams that are at the bottom? Vegas doesn't like them, but you go, Hmm, I think they're going to be better. 
Yeah, I mean, the Pirates are projected to go 73 and 89, and they're they're starting to actually uh, put together some of the product, some of the, the, the product of their player development. So they're getting Ronzi Contreras, who they got in a deal with the Yankees, and Mitch Keller looks like a real ace now. They got Luis Ortiz coming up. So they actually have some really nice arms coming up. And if O'Neill Cruz takes a step forward, I mean, that's the he could he has a chance of being Aaron Judge at shortstop. That's how good he is. He hits the ball super wicked hard throws it hard. All he needs to do is strike out a little bit less and he could be a superstar. So pirates at 73 went projected wins. I think that's, that's too low. Um, the, the A's are interesting because they have a ton of pitchers and they're projected for 70 wins. Like I could see them definitely being better than that. Um, and also the D backs at 77 wins. Uh, I think I heard you sort of talking about Corbin Carroll before the show, uh, before I came on Corbin Carroll, is the top prospect in baseball basically. And uh, he's not just a speedster. Like he, he's going to show more power than he showed last year. And if you kind of look at their lineup, you, you know, you're like, Oh man, they're solid everywhere, but shortstop and shortstop. They've got a kid named Jordan Lawler. Who's, who's knocking on the door. So if he comes up this year, they could, they could beat their projections. So D backs are a team I think is on the way up. Um, and then the twins are interesting because they're projected for 83 wins, but, if Byron Buxton and Carlos Correa are healthy all year, I mean that—that's I know it's a big if. <laughs> wow, I can't believe. It. Now, Cody, what did you ask me the other day? Byron Buxton over and under a hundred? Was it a hundred games? Uh, over, over. I'll ask you. You know, over under hundred games for Buxton this year. Over. If you had to bet the farm. Yeah, I mean, I, I think he's done that. Uh, well, see, if you once. count the minor leagues, he's done it. I think three times. By the the big leagues, it's once. Yeah. Let's make it harder. 120 games. Oh, I'm going under. Ooh, wow. That's yeah. not a lot. But but if you but if he does it, you know, there's we're not very good at projecting injury. And so, you know, this the, the some, you know, if you talk to a player, of course they're going to say this. But if you talk to a player, they say, "Oh, well that time I got hit by oh, and the other <laughs> time I was just diving and Oh, but that time, like, you know, it was just a freak thing, you know, like, oh, I had COVID that time, you know, so it's like, you know, they have an explanation for everything. And uh, and so, you know, well, I was just I I was just busting it out that time to try and beat out a base hit and I blew out my hammy. It was just that. Yeah, that's it. (laughs) So you're not going to bust it out next time. Buxton has stopped stealing bases. So there has been some some difference. And I wonder if he could lay up on some some balls in the outfield and 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 stay healthy for it. So, but anyway, we we had the whole cars Correa circus, so we know that there's some risk there too. Yeah, uh, you have to love the deal for the D backs and Carroll, right? I do, uh, I do. I I love it a little bit more for the D backs than Carroll. Um, these extensions end up usually being better for the team than the player. Every once in a while, you get like a John Singleton or, you know, an Evan White. These are guys that have signed, you know, 60 to $100 million deals and and, and never really played in the big leagues. Um, but if a team signs three guys like that and two work out, uh, even if one works out, the, he pays for the other two. You know what I mean? So if they, if they go one for three on these deals, then then it's good for them. You know the thing that I always think about, though? The minute you sign it, you're good. Like, even though, like, oh, you can make way more money. But reality is, I got a piece of paper that all I got to do is put my signature on it, and I never, 
if as long as I'm not an idiot, I never have to worry about money again. My but kids- I also do I have to bust it? Do I have to do everything I can to be the best I can? Well, or can, that's can a I whole coast, different argument. Know? I'm just saying for these guys where they, you know, it's like when they said. Yes. Well, no, as an argument for them, for them. Signing Ronald it, Acuna yes, Jr. They're like, you could sign for way more. I get it. But right now, like Dusty Baker said, this. tomorrow is promised to nobody. No matter what happens to me, I sign this piece of paper. I'm good. My kids are good. As long as I'm not done with my money, I set up generations. Could I get more? Yes. But I'm guaranteed today, I'm guaranteed money I never thought I would make. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. And 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 it's it's life-changing money for a lot of totally. people. So what do you, you know, I, I can't really hold it against them. But, you know, if you can hold out for more, you can. I, I, I'm actually really interested to see what Juan Soto, what happens to Juan Soto. Because Juan Soto could have signed an extension three, four, five times in his career, and every time he said the number wasn't big enough. And I think one of the the, the rumored deals came through from Washington. We're already talking about three hundred million, right? And he said that wasn't enough. So we're seeing, you know, he's pushing it, and uh, and we'll see we'll see what he comes out on the other end with. He's got a hit, right? I mean, the walking's there. We know he's going to walk. Right, but you can't walk the, your the way. The power to took a real step back when the ball was deadened, you know, because he's an opposite field guy, and you know the opposite field homers are not there anymore. I think of Matt Chapman on that. Like Matt Chapman hit thirty-five bombs in the juice ball. Juice ball's not been here. Matt Chapman hasn't been hitting those home runs anymore. And Matt Chapman made the same decision too. Yeah, I don't know if he'll ever get one hundred fifty million in his career, or if he'll ever yeah. make that much. I mean, that's a that's the thing. Like these guys, every you know. That was the that was the the thing about that era as we talked about no seams type it everybody was hitting home runs everybody and hit so it's probably pretty but it was also pretty easy just like the the player who's telling you oh I just you know I just tripped that one time or whatever it's probably easy to tell yourself the story well like I can hit thirty five homers again no problem you know I was just legging out that double one time. <laughs> Well, you know what? You know what an honor it is to have you on the program. You have an IPA named after you. You have a sandwich named after you. I mean, you're basically, you're like the WBC. You're becoming a global superstar, a global brand. (laughs) Yes, I got to go to Germany and do some some baseball stuff there. That's true. I'll be appearing at Oktoberfest later this year. Uh, Yes, (laughs) that's what's next. (laughs) You're taking the Athletic Global, the great Eno Sarah. The Eno Sarah Show is sponsored by Fieldwork Brewing Company. With eight taproom locations in Northern California, Fieldwork brings you fresh craft beer direct from the source. Fieldwork will also ship beer direct to your door if you live in California. Visit fieldworkbrewing.com. This has been a presentation of the Oakland Athletics. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it 
in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 